0: In the second video in our series, we're focusing on Douglass' central theme in his work. The question of who we really are has two answers. First, from the inside based on present evidence, and second, from the outside based on another's point of view. The answer to who we really are, based on first-person experience, is a unique perspective compared to our usual understanding from another's point of view. This shift in perspective, this discovery of the original perspective and the child's world view is the central theme of Douglass' work.
1: I invite you to view this video and to test an experience for yourself and discover who you really, really are.
0: Well, what are we up to? And uh, I was thinking that, uh, anyway, what I'm up to is addressing a question uh, which uh, really needs addressing, and a very neglected one, I think. Uh, And that is, where am I coming from? I don't mean my psychology or understanding beliefs, religion, uh, and my feelings. I just mean something very simple now. I mean, am I coming from something If so, what kind of thing? Uh, Am I coming from a lump of stuff? If so, what's it like being that lump of stuff? Uh, Am I embedded in that stuff or peeking out of little holes in it, two holes in it? Or am I um, free of that stuff? Am I coming from a kind of wide, clear, open space? And... It's no use saying, well, uh, people can see what's here. Of course they can see what's here. And when I hold out my mirror, why, I can get a good idea what they're seeing. But that's, that's the external view. I'm not talking about the external view. I'm talking about uh, the view from inside, where one is. Where is one coming from? What does one look like to oneself? What is one looking out of? And these are questions rarely answered and unasked and rarely answered. Uh, I think just to ask them and look into it is to uh, really uh, not be very far from the answer. But surely, surely, Sean, Maureen, surely this is really important because we're talking about what is the center of one's universe. And one had better be right about the center of one's world, from which everything flows and to which everything returns. How crazy it is to, to read books about it and go and ask people about it, which we do, don't we? And have all sorts of things laid on us here by other people instead of being our own authority and and looking to see what it's like now with an open mind starting all over again from scratch. And I I think one of the reasons for for looking at this, honestly and so on, is uh, that uh, uh, why uh, uh, the wise ones of the world uh, have suggested fairly consistently that lurking there, nearer than near, is a, a treasure of some kind, a mystery, a treasure, a, a world, a new world, a world discovery, a place we need to know about because there lies a blessing. And so, I mean, that's a really good motive for, for investigating what we're looking out of, isn't it? And another one, of course, is that uh, seems to me to be a miserable thing. I said before, I think a miserable thing to live and die without having a
1: look at what who's doing that. Douglas, when you speak of seeing or looking at this, but are, are you speaking literally? I mean, when often when we say looking to see who I am, that can mean a lot of different things, psychologically yeah. or uh, philosophically. Yeah. Or, are you speaking literally about seeing?
0: I really am. I really am, Sean. Sure. Because, you see, uh, when we think about the endless thing about it. You know, we go on thinking this and thinking that, and most of our thoughts are anyway dictated by things we've read and been told. So thoughts are terribly, terribly, in, A, inconclusive, and B, contaminated, aren't they? So it's not a matter of thinking. And feeling is even worse, because feeling is always uh, 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 like the weather up and down. In any case, it's not a feeling. No, I'm talking about seeing. And Sean, I'm talking about the same common or garden, ordinary old seeing uh, that I engage in that way. I'm talking about the same common or garden seeing, with uh, just turned round 180 degrees and directed this way. And it's not it, when we turn it round; it doesn't become a holy seeing. It's still a secular seeing, a
1: perfectly ordinary Still scene. ordinary seeing.
0: Perfectly ordinary mm-hmm. seeing. And I look at your face now, and I look at my friend Maureen's face, and in the same spirit of observation, I, I turn round my attention and look at this face. And I see uh, Maureen equipped with the usual gear, you know, the usual terror in there of eyes and nose. Because and, when you really look at it, it's still very extraordinary, isn't it? Why that, why that design? Anyway, there it is. Mm-hmm. And there's that face there with, with those features, the color, the opacity, the two eyes, and so forth. Now, uh, I, I think the general assumption is that I'm uh, operating from, on, in my own experience now, I'm operating from a similar terrain. Mm-hmm. And that so I've got that stuff here. But, but wait a minute! How could I take on your face now, if I had a similar one competing for my uh, attention or somehow bunging this place up? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be open to it. No, it's the same kind of seeing, Sean. I, really, the same kind of seeing as I look that way uh, uh, and this way. The same kind. But what I find is different, and that way, what I find. Now, in Sean's Sean's face there, I see, I see your eyes, and here I see, with the same kind of seeing, the absence of eyes. I see your nose uh, with that seeing, and same kind of seeing, I see the absence of a nose here. Except, of course, when I do that, I've got a kind of great shadowy profile, a transparent thing, by courtesy called a nose, but you know... Come on, it's transparent and it's enormous, and then I get another one there. You see, I'd be about to try that. It's worth trying, isn't so We we'll get that. But the thing is, what's it? Where's that coming from? What's it? What's, what's it hanging out of? You see, and if I were a crocodile, that'd be even more interesting experiment. You see, I start at my little nose there little nostrils there and I walk <laughs> you know, walk up my <laughs> thing. see, it was here. So when the Buddha preaches to crocodiles, he says he says, what's your nose uh, jutting out, on? see. Right. So the same kind well, of So thing. we're
1: really we're really here. We're really starting with just the basic sensory facts, right? Yes, that's right. Nothing added, no interpretation, no thinking
2: about it, no wondering about the feelings about it. This is
1: foundation stuff.
2: And no memory, it sounds like, either.
0: Well, yes, but you see, people say, yes, but I remember I have a face here. I don't remember you had a face here. You only hallucinated it, didn't you? I never remember having one here. People say, oh, I remember my face is here. I remember my face here. You don't remember your face here. I remember my face in the down mirror. That's where I remember it.
1: So, Really, we're talking something
0: very simple here. Very simple. Not religious, not psychological, not a matter of feeling, not a matter of belief, but foundation stuff on which our whole life is based. Am Am I, in my own experience here, looking out of a thing? Am I coming from a thing? Am I in a box here? Am I blown away with a wind so to say? am I open for you now, Sean, or am I peeking at you out of something?' Mm-hmm. It's a case of is one's nature openness or a closed upness with a few apertures for peeping out of uh, and I think that's worth it. We need to investigate, isn't it? Indeed. Then what, well, why do, you, why do you suggest we need to do that?
1: Well, it seems to me, Douglas, that my attention is out there a lot. I mean, I have endless volumes and computers full of information about yeah. my world. Yeah. And it seems to me that it's very important to perhaps go right back to square one, if you like, or square zero, and examine my assumption about what, who's, who's observing all this, who's seeing all this, who's learning, who's living this life. Surely that's a fundamental question to ask, because uh, surely if, I, if I'm in error about that, I'm going to be in error about an awful lot else. That's right.
0: And one's assumption, Sean, is that uh, one the, this thing you're looking at of just one other thing. Right. And same ball game as those. That's those right. Same
1: like studying another thing out there. Yes. But it's, it's
0: different. It's a different ball game. It's a different order. It's a different world. Right. Because right. things out there aren't aware, are they? Right. But this thing is aware. Now that's what makes it very special. So you're
1: just asking us to turn our attention from that direction back.
0: That's right. To,
1: back to this direction. With
0: the same kind the of. simple. Honesty, question, observation.
1: Honesty. Simple
0: objective views and it <coughs> seems to me we go crazy uh, when we turn uh, when we don't turn round uh, we go crazy about this place and uh, the standards of rationality truthfulness uh, when it comes to this place they all go and we we believe all sorts of things on no evidence at all uh, from people who are in We take things from people who are not in position to tell us. And the the great con is I am here what I look like to you over there. Mm -hmm. I look like a thing indeed for you I am a thing Mm -hmm. called Douglas and very photographable and in every way an object and the assumption is and the crazy ridiculous idea is I'm the same thing sort of thing here. Mm -hmm. So
2: Douglas, it's like um, because we've been so used to taking the information only from the outside and not paying attention from the other way around, that that has been our only source of information, so we believe it. Yes. When you say you look like this or you are this, yes. then that, it's like we've put our authority completely yeah. on the outside, then.
1: Extraordinary, really. Right. Yeah. So we, we just overlook this. <clears throat> and we look out there and we see all these things. We assume that I must be just without looking and checking it, yeah. I simply must be one of those things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just like yes. I see out there, right? That's right. In particular, I must have one of those
0: yes. round
1: yes. things with uh, eyes yes. in it.
0: But I'm those things are things because you see them at a distance. Yes. But you see yourself from zero inches away, and it's a different scenery there. A different story, isn't it? And it's essential to be right about that. It's a matter of Sean, it's a matter of life and death to be right about that. Because you see, all the things I see in the world out there with this kind of vision, they're all perishing, aren't they? I mean, you the viewer I have to say it, as as an object is perishing. You are perishing, Maureen's perishing, Douglas is perishing, uh, looked at from outside, because I am mean, we are all getting older all the time, aren't we? And uh, we had a beginning and we had a middle and we presently have an end. But the uh, question is, uh, what about the one here who is so different? And if this is a thing, this is also perishing. If it's no thing but this wire space uh, here, uh, then is there anything to perish? Mm-hmm. So this is really vital. This is a life
1: and death question.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a life and death question. It's also fun, and uh, it leads to most extraordinary discoveries. Mm-hmm. And I, I am convinced, deeply convinced, that all the blessing that we could ever desire or need is concealed in here, in who we really, really, really are. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is free. It is free of the troubles that. Things
1: are subject to. Yes, it's interesting to me what you're saying. I think, Douglas, is that perhaps the most important question of all. I, water. Who am I? What exists? Mm-hmm. Is also perhaps needs to be approached in the most, most simple way. Yes, that's right. With, with the least sophistication or yes. preconceptions.
0: That's right. And all we've got to do, really is to know where to look, and we do not look in this place. We take, we camp outside looking in at ourselves from outside in imagination, and we are alienated from our home, and we have a rough time, so we have to come home and tell it like it is. And uh, the extraordinary thing is that uh, I think in, in, in your experience and, 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 and certainly mine, uh, that I don't turn out here to be uh, just unlike what I looked like and what I thought I was, but in all respects the opposite. In All respects the opposite. Mm. Uh, and that is an uh, extraordinary discovery. I mean, uh, 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 two eyes, Uh, 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 I was told I'm looking out of two eyes, I find an enormous, enormous window here without a frame. I was told uh, I was opaque and totally transparent. It goes on and on forever. I was told I was very small and uh, why, uh, in all directions, one is bound i have told I move around in the world. I get in my car and I see it's the world that's moving. Everything is the opposite of what I've been told. And above all, above all, I was told that uh, I was born and shall presently die and disappear and perish because I'm made of perishable material. I'm biodegradable. The shelf life of, uh, you know, a very limited shelf life, eat by date, well, you know, is anything here to perish? And it's a life and death matter to get that right. You see, the the extraordinary thing is that uh, we say, I am here, what I look like over there. Nothing can be mad or crazy the sort of thing is that only humans make this crazy mistake, don't they? Mm. Little babies don't, plants don't, animals don't. They're living from who they are, not with great brilliance of uh, appreciation of the fact and so on, but they are living from uh, uh, the truth of who they are without lying about it. Well, the human condition is to lie and hallucinate then we wonder why we are in trouble. I mean, isn't it likely? Isn't it likely uh, that our troubles come from uh, most of our troubles? I don't say uh, all our troubles, but isn't it likely that the greater part of our troubles come from uh, this basic lie, foundation lie: "I am what I look like. I am here, what I look like
1: over there." And it's the exact opposite of what is the case. It seems to me that, <clears throat> indeed, I, I am the only one who knows what it looks like right here. Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. Douglas can't tell me. No, no one can tell me that. I mm-hmm. must, in fact, examine it right. for myself.
0: And we've been intimidated, haven't we? I mean, to mm-hmm. uh, join the human race, and join the human club is a process of very, very severe intimidation. And we are taught... Uh, what we are here. We're taught it by people who've never been here. Mm -hmm. Nobody's ever been here but me, and I'm the sole and final authority on this. And and the viewer, there's sole and final authority on who she is now, and where he or she is coming from, what he, he or she is looking out of. You are the final authority and sole
1: authority on there. And don't let Douglas
0: tell you. You, you go
1: by what you find. So I have to examine that just with my seeing, my, my simple seeing. Yes.
2: And it's also, both are true. So is it also a matter of looking in both directions? Oh, yes. So it's not one or the other.
0: Oh, yes, you don't abandon this view, mm-hmm. but you, 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 you've taken this view just uh, as before. Mm-hmm. But you are consciously coming, uh, is this uh, well? Is it not perhaps space for the world? Now, I said this is a very interesting reason why uh, uh, why we should look here, which hadn't occurred to me to, to mention usually. But in the last week or so, I found myself talking along these lines. Uh, I think one of the prime reasons for looking here and not neglecting it is because it. For sure, if I'm not looking here, I'm hallucinating uh, here something to keep the world out with, a box, a lump, a a solid lump for keeping the world out with. Uh, And uh, I I can't get out of that because I belong to the human race where the rule is, the small print is,
2: I am a thing
0: here and I've got a face and a lump of opaque stuff here. And if I don't, I have to keep coming here to disabuse myself of this hallucination.
1: Right. In, mm-hmm. in a sense, we're asked in life by by society and the world to fake it until we make it. I mean, we, we've we never seen one here. That's but right. we're asked to pretend to such a level that we come to believe that that's true.
0: Well, that's right. Mm-hmm. And what I'm uh, addressing, uh, Sean, at the moment, is a reason, the reason why we we can need to come here, because if we don't come here, we've got a head on our shoulders for keeping the world out with. We've got this lump of stuff, this cork, this bung, this uh, hallucinated thing for keeping the world out with, uh, because uh, that is the human condition, and we have to come here, uh, uh, keep coming here to send that thing off to where it belongs, namely the mirror. So that's what we're up to, isn't it? How important it is. It's a matter of life and death. Also a matter of sheer curiosity. Come on. Aren't we curious? Having happened. No gratitude for having happened. It's so important, isn't it? Let's be grateful for having occurred. We needn't have occurred. you You needn't have happened into the world but you have. I think it's part of, it's bad manners. It's not courteous. It's not being grateful to say I'm not interested. I've happened, but I'm not interested. Come on, that's bad manners, isn't it? Or well, it's just stupid and it's undignified. I Are mean, you missing out on a great deal the fun? And come on, what, what, what is standing in the way? It's extraordinary that we don't look. human condition is a very peculiar one. Unbelievable, really. Yeah. We're a crazy species.
1: <laughs> crazy Great <species>. imaginations, <laughs> Douglas. Yes.
0: And fancy <laughs> to lie and lie and lie and hallucinate, but
1: what's essential in our lives? They yeah. are the fundamental. Yeah. To imagine
0: that
1: and to. The trouble.
0: And you, I mean, people <clears> may say, well, may say, well, of course, I'm not an authority on everybody else—the brain specialist, and the biologist, and all those other uh, chemists and physicists, and so on—they know what's here, and I don't. But you see, they, 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 they've never been here. They're investigating things over there. They're investigating objects, and they're distant from those objects. Huh? but I'm not distant from this. Therefore, I have inside information about a piece of alleged matter in the universe denied to physicists. All well,
1: outside you know, observers.
0: Because, that's right. A physicist looks at things from outside. Now, we have an enormous privilege and duty, I think, to look at something from inside. And you've been given a bit of stuff to look inside of and see what it's made of. And you know, what is what are you made of? I mean, it's a very good question. You know, the little poem or something. What are little, little girls made of? and spice and all things nice. What are boys made of? On slugs and snails and puppy dogs' tails. Well, are you made of slugs and snails and puppy dogs' tails? What are you made of? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and it reminds me of another thing. In the, in the, in the uh, Inferno of Dante, uh, Beatrice was uh, rather on the edge of heroin. She may have been wearing a nylon sort of thing. No, hardly in the Middle Ages. Anyway,
1: uh, they got a bit worried
0: about uh, Beatrice because the flames, you see, were near. And she said not to worry, well, more or less. Flames cannot touch me. I'm made of God. Uh-huh. Oh, I said thing. "I'm made of God, like being made of asbestos." Really? Well, what are we made of? You know, I mean, people say we're made of quarks, so we're made of well, we're made of cells, which are made of molecules, which are made of atoms, which are made of particles, which are made of quarks, and even God doesn't know what a quark is. a quark is his quark. I don't know, but <laughs> well, what are we made of? That's the point. That a good point.
1: Am I made of something perishable?
0: That's right.
2: Anything at
0: all. And we have inside, we have inside information about something in the universe, and we can tell the truth about it because only we, only you, are in a position to tell me what you are like in the whole world, and we just have to. Uh, take out this mm. wonderful privilege right. and insight.
2: Mm. You know, it's very uh, encouraging. Like, there's a sense of, of uh, uh, great peace for me to realize that I actually do know something, that there is something that I have accessibility to yeah. about myself. You have a secret.
0: Yeah. When we're little children, we love to have
2: a secret. Don't we? Mm.
0: You do have a secret. It's an open secret, but it's a secret. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful to have that secret and move mm-hmm. about with that treasure, mm-hmm. a treasure.
2: But I don't know that when I'm out there.
0: Until you know you have Until to come I'm home out. and look. Mm-hmm. And so this is why our experiments are all of them, really, a journey from there where we mm-hmm. had gone out and looking at ourselves in imagination Our experiments are all a return to a place which we never actually left in order to be who we are instead of be what we are told we are. That's what the experiments are for. Mm -hmm. Experiments are the thing that matter because all this talk, if they preliminary talk, if they're nice, it sets the scene.
1: In a sense, the the only way I can, in a sense, exercise this truly God-given right. That's right. But, but it's the experiment. It's to examine it. It's, it's to it. examine it. It's yes. To myself.
2: Experiments which matter.